Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without further ado, there it is time for some people to be called out on the carpet for a wide variety of transgressions, including... The Other Side of Midnight presents Denunciation. I must begin by denouncing E.J. Hradic. E.J. Hradic is an NHL network analyst. And he appeared on the program NHL Now. So I don't know if you've followed this story, but there's a hockey player who declined to take part in a pregame warm-up in which his teammates wore rainbow colors on their jerseys. And he told the media afterwards that while he respects everybody and respects everybody's choices, he chose not to do so because it clashed with his religious beliefs. He said, quote, my choice is to stay true to myself and my religion. That's all I'm going to say. Um... So, fine. You could agree with what he did. You could disagree with it. This jerk, E.J. Horatic, ought to get a clue. This person went on television and basically said that uh, the hockey player that did this for the Flyers should get on a plane and get involved in the war in Ukraine all because he didn't wear a Pride Night jersey. What? Is that really what this Schlemiel is saying? Which is, if you don't wear a pride jersey, you should go and participate in a war in Eastern Europe? This is so dangerous. This kind of thinking, this kind of mentality, and the fact that the NHL network allows this on, and he doesn't have to apologize, uh, nobody says anything, you compare that. To the kerfuffle over Terry Bradshaw's remarks about suicide? I mean, it goes to show you some things are okay to say in the media and including in the sports media, and some things are not. The U.S. establishment in this country seems to have no problem with Zelensky and the Ukrainian government persecuting a long-established Ukrainian-based Orthodox Church, supposedly for not conforming with their view of Russia— as it allows other Ukrainian churches um, the right to do whatever they want. And yet, this is what is getting put out there in the media. This is disgusting. And uh, this commentator, E.J. Haradik, ought to be ashamed of himself. This is disgraceful. And E.J. Haradik, I do denounce you. Didn't know who you were, but now I'm happy to denounce you. I must also denounce... Ed Mullins, the former head of the NYPD Sergeants Union, he pled guilty yesterday to stealing his members' money through bogus reimbursements. Now, I've known Ed Mullins for years. He was always fiery, always good for a radio interview, always good for a quote, always controversial. But he stole $600,000 of his own members' money. There's no excuse for this. For a union leader to engage in this kind of corruption, it's disgusting. Ed Mullins ought to be ashamed of himself. 
And I don't know what glass house this guy lives in where he thought it was okay to throw stones at everybody else, every Democratic politician in the world, all while he was stealing his own members' money. And I hope uh, that uh, going forward, the NYPD makes smarter choices about who heads its unions. This is reprehensible, particularly the SBA. I have a lot of respect for the other unions. I have a lot of respect for the uh, SBA, too, uh, but no respect for the kind of people that would steal from their members. Well, this is uh, disappointing. So, Ed Mullins, I do denounce you if that wasn't abundantly clear. This is painful, uh, but uh, I am going to be forced to denounce alcohol. Yes, that's right. According to new guidelines, particularly guidelines out of Canada this week, there is no amount of alcohol that is healthy. None. None. This is a major shift from guidelines that were in place for the last 11 years, which recommended that women consume no more than 10 drinks per week and men limit themselves to no more than 15. Now they're saying there's no healthy amount. So here I've been drinking 15 drinks a week thinking I was doing the healthy thing here, and it turns out I'm not. So the experts who developed the guidelines said the new approach builds on growing evidence after decades of sometimes conflicting research that even small amounts of alcohol can have serious health consequences. So alcohol, you've been good to me at times over the years, but I do denounce you. I must also denounce Congressman Gerald Nadler. Uh, obviously, this uh, this gentleman has been around for a long time now, three decades or so. And he now represents New York's 12th congressional district. However, his district office is still listed as being in what's now the 10th congressional district. This guy doesn't even have an office within the district that he represents. How are the people being well served? Gerald Nadler, open a district office in your district. Jerry Nadler, I do denounce you. I must denounce the uh, Libyan parliament. I'll tell you, if Muammar Gaddafi ran for office in Libya today on a platform, are you better off today than you were 13 years ago? I suspect he would get elected in a landslide. The Libyans, the, the Libyan politicians are incredible, right? They can't even agree to hold elections, okay? The Libyan political elite, all these factions who are taking a minor break from killing each other, a minor break, they can't even agree on how these elections should be conducted, when they should be conducted. They can't agree what the next step is in terms of moving forward with elections in Libya. They have no idea. They failed to agree on every basis for having anything resembling a democratic country going forward. Nice job on American intervention, by the way. Couldn't have seen this coming. Who could have seen this coming? Oh, that's right, everybody, because this is what always happens. All right. But I must announce these Libyan politicians, because while these guys can't agree to hold elections, they can't figure out how to hold elections or when to hold them, do you know what these people were able to come up with an agreement on these guys who can't even agree to hold elections they have managed to come to an agreement 
to raise their own salary by more than 40%. Yes, that's right. The people that are running Libya can't agree to hold elections, but they've agreed to give themselves a massive pay raise. Uh, Libyan parliament, I do denounce you. I must also denounce the South Florida Fair. You know, this is really reprehensible, really reprehensible. So they have this uh, South Florida Fair where they auction off pigs. And you have um, Meg Weinberger and her husband, who I believe is named Eric. They own an animal sanctuary. And they were going to go and bid on a pig. And they see this one pig, Bella B. Swine. And they knew they had to have this pig. So they ended up with the winning bid of $4,700. So the Weinbergers are all prepared to take this pig to the animal sanctuary to live off the rest of his days. But when they got the winning bid, and you would think the pig that comes with it, a problem arises. The fair organizers, the South Florida Fair, tells them, they start asking them, okay, how do you want it cut up? How do you want the pig? You want it in chops? Do you want it in this? Do you want it just ground up? And they said, no, we want it living. We're going to take it to live with us. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. They Fair organizers, even though this couple won the pig with a $4,700 bid, the fair organizers told them that Bella had to be butchered or the deal was off the table. They wouldn't take their credit card. They said that she had to be slaughtered. Vicki uh, Corius, the president of the South Florida Fair, said the rules have been clear from the start, and they have. Kids across 18 counties raise the livestock animals for the food chain, and then they're auctioned off. First of all, if you're going to kill this pig, why would you give it a name? I mean, you shouldn't be murdering animals that you're naming. Two... Meg Weinberger was unaware of the rules. Nobody said anything as they're auctioning off the pig. They're off. They're auctioning the pig. I said, "Oh, one thousand, one thousand, bell the pig. Well, eleven hundred, eleven hundred, bell the pig. Oh, do I see fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred, bell the pig? Fifteen hundred, two thousand, two thousand, twenty five hundred, thirty three thousand, three thousand. Gentlemen in the back, gentlemen in the back, three thousand, three thirty. In in terms of this whole big auctioneering they were doing, nowhere did they say, "Oh, by the way, if you win this pig, you have to murder it or have it murdered." That wasn't said at all during this whole auction. And this South Florida fair is still refusing to give Bella the pig. Bella, as it stands now, I don't know where what happened today, but as it stands now, Bella is slated to be slaughtered. Even though this couple rightfully purchased that pig and should have it. So shame on that South Florida fair. Um... South Florida Fair, I do denounce you. I want to denounce this unnamed graffiti artist. One of the subway trains that an American man spray-painted with an Italian accomplice was spray-painted with words like word, W-O-R-D, and deny. He's a 27-year-old American. He has not been named, however... He is going to be extradited to South Korea from the United States to face the music for graffitiing and or I don't know if graffitiing is the right verb, but 
for vandalizing this subway car. And you know what? I say, I hope they throw the book at this guy. I have no tolerance for people that destroy other people's property and commit vandalism and do graffiti. And you want to try that in another country? Good. I'm glad he's being extradited. I hope they throw the book at him and teach this guy a lesson. So unnamed graffiti artist being extradited to South Korea? I do denounce you. I must also denounce the, uh, I don't know how you pronounce this, the Minichog Regional High School in Massachusetts. Um, this is quite a situation here. So the Reader's Digest version of this whole story is that a school uses software intended to save money and nobody can turn the lights off. So for nearly a year and a half, this high school in Massachusetts has been lit up around the clock. They cannot turn the lights off. The district the district cannot turn off the 7,000 lights in this massive, sprawling building. The lighting system was installed at this school when it was built over a decade ago, and it was intended to save money and energy. But ever since the software that runs it failed in August of 2021... The lights in this um, in the Springfield suburbs school have been on continuously, unable to turn it off. It's costing the taxpayers a small fortune. They cannot figure out how to turn these lights off. And they don't even know how much money it's costing because during the pandemic and its aftermath, energy costs have fluctuated wildly in part. It's because the high school uses highly inefficient, excuse me, highly efficient fluorescent and LED bulbs. And when possible, teachers have manually removed bulbs from the fixtures. This is absurd and obscene. This is a tremendous waste of taxpayer money. And um, apparently the parts they need to replace the system at the school have finally arrived from the factory in China, and they inspect. They expect to do the installation over the February break. This is crazy. I hope when they do this installation, there's an override switch so that you can turn off the lights. When you get this new lighting software, is it too much to ask that they are able to turn off? This is nuts. I think this is also a cautionary tale in terms of relying on Chinese company for things like the infrastructure of a school. So, uh, Minishog Regional High School in Massachusetts, and to everybody that made this decision to use this particular software, I do denounce you. I must also denounce the University of South Australia. They have fessed up to an embarrassing error after promoting the quality of their studies in design with a, with a design fail on their banner. They, um, they had a banner that was supposed to read, success will be of your own design. But a giant typo ruined the word success, which of course is spelled S-U-C-C-E-S-S. Instead, they spelled the success instead of with an e they spelled it with an a and you know what that spells 
And I, I just don't understand. They put this up there. They were immediately mocked on social media. How did nobody notice this as they were putting this up? How did nobody look at this as soon as it went up and say, oh, wait a minute, that's not success. It's so... I don't understand. So University of South Australia, they I am denouncing you. Although I must say it's a very mild denunciation because they're handling it with uh, some some humor. Um, on social media, the university did poke fun at itself and um, they said it was a mistake. The university itself wrote, a hit happens, A-H-I-T. So that's kind of funny. You got to give them credit there. And then finally, look, I have no tolerance for any vandals, but I especially have no tolerance for any vandals that would hinder the operation of a radio station. Radio stations are some of the most important entities this country and this world have. They're a vital lifeline in keeping people informed and entertained, especially during a crisis. But um, a radio station in North Carolina, WSJS, continues to have problems with its signal Five weeks after their radio tower was vandalized, three radio towers belonging to this radio station were vandalized over the span of five weeks, and they're still looking for whomever is responsible. Well, whoever is responsible for this, I do denounce you. There's no reason that listeners to WSJS should have to deal with signal interruptions because of these vandals. And I, I hope they throw the book at these guys. I wouldn't mind seeing these guys sent to South Korea along with the graffiti guy. Wouldn't it be something if it's the same guy? It's probably not, but wouldn't it be something? All right. Uh, that's this week's list of uh, denunciations. Anybody I left off, anybody uh, you want to comment on, you can give me a call. 800-848-9222. That's 1-800-848-9222. Twilight Zone coming up in just a moment. We're going to talk about um, this incredible TV series and the fact that people are still talking about it 60-something years later. Really just astounding. We'll talk about it with uh, the man who wrote the book on The Twilight Zone, quite literally, straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 